Thank you for downloading, streaming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast. Another post-game edition as the Sacramento Kings fall to 0-2 to begin this 2019-20 season. Kings fall short. The home opener at the Golden 1 Center against the Portland Trail Blazers, 122-119. This game had an entirely different feel uh, than the one just a couple of nights ago. Uh, in Phoenix, we will do our best to break that down for you as well. Also, since the last time we talked, uh, Marvin Bagley, as everybody is well aware of, is going to miss the next four to six weeks. Uh, Marshall Harris of CBS 13 talked to him recently. You'll hear uh, that sound coming up in just a little bit. Uh, if you caught our episode with James Ham uh, just a couple of episodes ago, uh, you heard him talk about the mystery that is uh, Harry Giles. Well, he was able to speak, speak to Harry Giles uh, as well. Uh, Marshall did, uh, Sean Cunningham, James Ham. They all were able to talk to uh, Harry Giles. You'll hear uh, what Harry said uh, in that conversation. But to the matters at hand, the Golden One Center, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, uh, they get the win tonight, their first win of the season, uh, 122 to 112. Again, this, this didn't have the same feel. Uh, as the game the other night, De'Aaron uh, led the Sacramento Kings with uh, 28 points. Buddy Heald uh, with 21. Dame Dollar led all scores uh, with 35. Hassan Whiteside had 22. Uh, CJ McCollum, 19. A very timely 19. A very timely 35, uh, if I might add. We'll do our best to break this Dame down for you. <laughs> Not break Dame down for you. Nobody's breaking Dame down. We'll do our best to break this game down for you. Uh, and it started slow. Uh, the Kings missed their first six shots. Then they went on an 11-0 run. And if there was really ever a microcosm of a game, that might have been it. Uh, missed the first six shots. Then they went on an 11-0 run. That was a theme all throughout the game. Uh, just two turnovers in the quarter. So if you're looking for, you know, you're looking for, you know, increments of positivity. Well, there's one. They didn't turn the ball over as much, and uh, they protected the ball there in the first quarter. It wasn't great shooting from either side, but the Kings had a a 27-25 lead at the end of one, and it was just kind of like, all right, uh, let's go. Let's see what's happening here. No big takeaways from the first quarter. Second quarter comes around, and and, and I'm sure this caught your attention as much as it caught, uh, caught mine. We saw we saw a lineup with uh, Corey Joseph, Buddy Heald, uh, Bogey, Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes. And that lineup, it kind of got Bogey going a little bit. And the game, again, it, it just kind of went back and forth. Uh, we saw a lot of Harrison Barnes at the four uh, when Deadman and Fox came back in. I imagine that's something we're going to see quite a bit. This was a game that uh, Kings fans were obviously watching very closely. It's the first game, uh, and there's going to be quite a few. Without Marvin Bagley, uh, we, had, we knew that uh, we were going to see uh, we knew that we were going to see Harrison Barnes at least a little bit at the four, and we saw you know variations of a small lineup running here a little bit uh, in the second quarter. Uh, Kings went on a, a, a eleven to two run. It was great. It was countered by an eight zero run by the Blazers. Again, theme of the game: uh, a few turnovers, a couple of fouls, wind up tied at fifty seven at the half. Nothing spectacular. It really was nothing stand out. And I started to think is. As as the half wound down, I started to think about I started to think about Wednesday night's game, and it, I remember thinking the Kings were playing exceptionally poor in Phoenix. I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that they were playing poor uh, against Portland. 
I just didn't think Portland had really hit the gas. It felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, let me know how you feel. You can always connect with the show, by the way, any time of day or night, 916-888-5898. The first half, 57 points, is, is it's a pretty decent amount of points, but it felt like two teams just kind of going through the motions, running up and down the floor. Not really a lot happening. King shot 50% from three. They shot 43.2% from the field. Uh, but again, you know, I, I, I hate to go back to, to, to Wednesday's game, but that's just the sample size that we have right now. Nine assists to eight turnovers. It was nearly identical. Now, turnovers, it, it, it was the third quarter that killed the Sacramento Kings in, in terms of that turnover category on Wednesday. That didn't happen this week, or that didn't happen uh, uh, this game, I should say. Uh, but Darren, he he led the Kings with 14. Uh, Bogey carried the bench with 13. That was there in the first half. And then the third quarter got here. And I started getting text on the uh, on the text line. Again, 916-888-5898. Like, all right, here we go. I'm Like, I'm nervous. Like, this is the third quarter. Like, we know just for some reason, things go awry here in the fourth quarter. And true to brand, things went awry in the third quarter. Uh, the Portland Trail Blazers opened up the third with 12 straight points. Five Missed shots in two turnovers uh, before Nemanja Bialica uh, hit a runner on what just looked like a completely broken play. Uh, and after and 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 this is this is where the game really got weird for me. This is not even the game. This is where the quarter got weird because after those twelve straight points, and again you go back and you look at the points that the Blazers played score. They were, they were wide open. I mean, you talk about uncontested. There's uncontested, and then there is completely uncontested. That's what the Blazers were getting there at the start of the third quarter. Just completely uncontested shots. Whether it was layups, whether it was jump shots, whether it was three-pointers, everything for them was easy. Then Belly hits that shot, and all of a sudden, uh, the Kings defense kind of kicked into hyperdrive. We saw the Kings forcing turnovers in transition. Uh, We saw the Kings playing pretty solid defense in the half court. Unfortunately, they couldn't get, you know, they got, they, they got a handful of shots to fall to cut the lead down a little bit, but they didn't get enough to really make an impact into the game. I mean, they they, they, they cut, you know, a 12-point lead down to five, down to six, but they were never ever really able to get over that hump. But you saw moments where, you know, they, they'd miss a shot at the end. You know, Dame would run them in transition, and then they would, be, they would stop the play. They would stop the ball. They would force a turnover. Uh, Dame, you know, he knocked the ball out of bounds a couple a couple of times. Uh, they took some bad shots on the other end, and suddenly it's like, okay, wait a minute, there, there's aha, aha, there's something right there. I see, I see defense. It's like the sixth sense. I see it. There it is. Okay, they can do this. All right, and that was with the starting lineup. All right, that was with Belly and De'Aaron and Buddy and 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 Harrison Barnes. It was like, okay, that's that's a good look, and then it stopped. <laughs> then it completely went away. Uh, the first half, as we mentioned, it was kind of just, it was like an exchange of baskets. You know, to get to that 57-57 tie at halftime, it was just like, you score, I score, you score, I score. That just felt like it went on for the entire quarter. It felt like the third quarter saw an exchange of runs. It was just like, okay, an 11-2 run, an 8-0 run, uh, a 5-0 run. Uh, an eight-two run, like it just that went on through through the entire third quarter. Uh, the Kings were outscored 
37 to 27. It's absolutely insane to me that I'm sitting here telling you that I very much believe there was a two, two and a half to three minute stretch of the Kings playing really solid defense. And it's a quarter in which they gave up 37 points. That is completely ass backwards. Either either they played awful defense the other nine minutes of the game, or I am completely overvaluing that short stretch. Or maybe that, that stretch isn't as nearly as long as I thought it was. But I thought there was a stretch where the Kings were playing good transitional defense and good half-court defense. And amazingly, it's still the quarter in which they gave up 37 points. Uh, they were outscored 37 to 27. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back and watch this game. No, I'm not. I take that back. I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch this third quarter tomorrow and see if I'm just completely off. And we'll revisit that in the next podcast. But I, I feel like if you were there in the arena, or even if you were watching on TV, you're aware of the stretch that I'm talking about. And then the fourth quarter gets underway. Uh, Rashawn Holmes and Dwayne Dedman both entered the fourth quarter with five fouls. If this is life, if this is life for the Sacramento Kings bigs, uh, without Marvin Bagley, we've got some issues, man. Uh, we've we've got a problem. Nemanja Bielitsa was able to get a few baskets. I mean, uh, he had nine points. Dwayne Dedman had six. You know, Dwayne Dedman and Rashawn Holmes both entered the fourth quarter with five fouls. Uh, Trevor Ariza was just not there he just was was not there defensively he wasn't there offensively I can remember him on the floor one time and it's because the camera caught him talking to the official that is the one thing that I remember from Trevor Ariza this entire game played 21 minutes 0-4 from the field uh, one rebound a couple of assists if you care about the plus minus category he was minus 12 he just was non-existent. He was not there. Rashawn Holmes, he he was uh, 17 minutes for Rashawn Holmes. I mentioned the five fouls. Uh, he was four of six uh, from the field, 10 points. But here's the, here's the issue. No Marvin Bagley. Also, no double-digit rebounder. Dwayne Dedman had eight. Uh, Nemanja had seven but no double-digit rebounder. Life without Marvin Bagley could get pretty difficult here. Could get pretty difficult here over the course of the next uh, two to four weeks. Um, Blazers got themselves in the penalty with about seven minutes and 47 seconds left. And the Kings were able to cut a 10-point lead down to five. And then the Kings responded by getting themselves in the penalty with six minutes and 33 seconds left. The game terribly slowed down. There was a pace in the first half. Again, it was just a back-and-forth pace. There was a pace in the third quarter. You know, the the two teams scored, you know, it was 37-27 to in that third quarter. There was a pace there. Dude, the fourth quarter just hit the brakes with the whistles. And I know I'm not going to bitch and complain about, you know, how the fouls were called. I feel like they were called pretty evenly. And and if you think that they were called poorly, I think they were called poorly on both sides. So the game took it like it just hit the brakes uh, with about six minutes left. Dame Lillard hit a shot. He hit a shot from the Kings logo, man, at half court. That put the Blazers up by 12. And that was pretty much it. 
Uh, I think that was around the, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, write down that time marker, forgive me. I think it was around four and a half or five minutes. Kings waved the white flag at about two and a half, and that was a wrap. Kings lose uh, their second straight to start the season here, uh, 122 to 112. As I mentioned, De'Aaron Fox led the way for the Sacramento Kings with 28 points. But he healed. Uh, he had 21 points that feels like they were just scored in pockets. Like he didn't have the 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 big outburst that he had against the Phoenix Suns. He just he had moments where he, and he had some timely baskets. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't hit spurts of baskets. Uh, and those guys were trying to carry the offensive load. Uh, Harrison Barnes had 13. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich led the way uh, for the crew on the bench. He had 16 again. Rashawn Holmes had 10 points in his 17 minutes, uh, but nothing from Trevor Ariza up until. Up until they waved the white flag, uh, the rotation had been cut down to, you know, it was nine guys. Uh, Yogi Ferrell hadn't gotten in. Uh, Corey Joseph was getting some run. And uh, that's, you know, th- th- that that was the game plan that the Kings uh, kind of had executed. They were better with turnovers. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, they weren't great, but they were better. Uh, they weren't better with assists. Uh, 17 assists to 17 turnovers. Uh, that's not the ratio you want. Uh, they did out rebound the Portland Trailblazers, forty-three to forty. So you can make of that what you will, but it was—it just—it doesn't feel like there's enough firepower. Uh, it didn't feel like there was enough firepower. There was a moment; it was very clear when Dame Lillard took over. Uh, let's check in with the head coach, Luke Walton, here. I start with the positive. I thought Fox. Um Really nice tonight. The way he started attacking the rim and, and being, uh, you know, being our leader out there. That's what that's what I'm talking about. That was that was really nice to see um, from him uh, rebounding something we challenged ourselves on after getting pushed around in Phoenix. Got much better tonight against, uh, you know, a team that's a very good offensive rebounding team with with good size on it. So I was happy with that. And then the the three pointers. That's kind of what we're looking to do. Um, you know, we, the, the way we got them by penetrating and kicking, the amount we got and the number we hit. I thought we had some more good looks that we just uh, didn't didn't make tonight. Um, for for whatever reason, you're always gonna have nights where you miss shots. But those things I thought were all positives for us tonight. Um, things that we need to continue to stress on uh, with our guys and get better at our third quarters. We talk about it as a team. In the preseason, it was uh, for the most part. Uh, a struggle of ours and in Phoenix it definitely was tonight it was again so this come out of the half uh, our turnovers very pleased in the first quarter I think we had two and we won the first quarter so these are things that we see that we are addressing that we know we need to fix and as we fix them we will become a better basketball team and, and give ourselves better chances to to win some of these games and, and then again our defense right this is why we're stressing defense and we're not there yet it takes time. It takes work. But um, 54%, uh, given Portland 15, they're a very good team. It's a playoff team. They are two or three in the West last year. They have two all-stars. They, you know, they've been running this this offense for a lot of years, and they're a very good team, so give them credit. Um, but we need to be able to get stops, and, and tonight we were not able to. Uh, Luke, Katie Hunter, Kings TV, you mentioned the defensive issues that you've seen just through preseason in the, in the first two games. Where specifically are you most concerned and that you're looking to address first? Well, we, the, the league has turned into uh, a pick-and-roll 
league for the most part. A lot of teams were playing with four shooters out. I mean, tonight there was lineups where Harrison was the center, and they had um, they had Zach Collins playing center for them. So there's small lineups. You have to be able to stop the point uh, of attack, which is a lot of times pick and roll. So. Um, that, you know, that's kind of where it starts at. And then for us, it finishes with those rebounds that we struggled with. I actually thought we had made some nice strides towards the end of the preseason with our with our defense. But um, it, it has unfortunately not carried over into the regular season mode. It will. We'll get there. You mentioned the third quarter issues both in Phoenix and here tonight. Um, this was something that this team struggled with last year as well, I'm sure, from watching game film and kind of getting to know this team. That was something that stuck out to you. Um, it puzzled them as well. Uh, as a player, what are the types of things that you you would suggest doing to try and get that going um, for them in the third? Well, you know, you gotta you got to make sure that you get out there first and get your... Uh you know, get warm. Get, make sure you're doing whatever is appropriate uh, for you at that half time intermission to get your body going again. Um, and then take, you know, take a breath mentally, uh, mentally, you know, check in, recenter yourself, know, okay, here we go again, 24 more minutes type of mentality. Um, and it sounds easy, but it's, it's, it is a challenge. I've done it as a player before. Sometimes it's hard to get going. Um, but that's not uh, that's not an okay excuse. Uh, we got to be better as a group with that. You know, it it felt like it felt like Luke Walton was kind of taking the "Hey, it's going to take time, guys" approach. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to work, dog. I don't know that that's going to work. Like, I get it. I hear you. You're the first year head coach. Completely understand. This is new. You know, this this ball club is new to you. This team, this city, this fan base, they had aspirations this year, and it wasn't, oh, let's figure it out. I told you uh, during some some off-season podcasts that I, I appreciated the way that Vlade had handled questions about uh, expectations for the Sacramento Kings. I think those are the things that you say publicly. But let's not pretend De'Aaron Fox didn't tell USA Basketball, or at least let's not pretend it wasn't publicly stated that De'Aaron Fox is... Uh, stepping away from USA Basketball to focus on the Kings making the playoffs. Let's not pretend that Marvin Bagley didn't step away from USA Basketball for the same exact reason. And though it might be unspoken within the front office publicly, the aspirations, the goals, they're very clear. And unlike previous years where, yeah, every team sets a goal to make the playoffs, every team sets a goal to win a championship. But this time, when it comes to making the playoffs, that goal for the Sacramento Kings, it felt like it was very, very much in reach. So this, oh yeah, we're gonna work on it. We've been trying to tell you, like we're we're gonna work on this, guys. We're gonna figure this out. Like, well, when are you gonna figure it out? Because you're gonna wrap up this media conference and you're gonna head to Utah, and then you come back from Utah and you're gonna take on Denver. Now, if you ask some people during the preseason, a lot of people thought, well, Denver is gonna be number one. Utah is gonna be number two. You would have some people that say Utah is gonna be number one. Denver is gonna be number two. But I would be willing to bet. Most of the people you talk to about, hey, let's do some fun Western Conference rankings, Denver and Utah, they were up there in the one, two, three, or four range. And the Kings, they're not they're not getting a break. They're going to take on the Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday. Don't start looking at your schedule and starting to count Ws. I'm just telling you what they got coming up. And then guess who's back on Friday? They're going to play on Saturday night in Utah, and then the Jazz are going to play here uh, next Friday. 
on November 1st. And then the uh, the Kings hit the road, and they got the Knicks after that. They got the Raptors after that. Uh, they got the Hawks after that. You know, they're on the road for a while. There's no breaks here. Like, there's, they're starting the season, man. They got to hit the gas. They're coming right out of this. Jazz, by the way, uh, they lost to the to the to the Lakers tonight. So the, the, I guess that's one good good thing in that the uh, Jazz had a back to back as well, uh, and it's going to be the Kings and it's going to be the Jazz in Utah. Uh, so the Kings uh, they're starting their season zero two right now. Uh, one of the major stories since the last time we broke uh, uh, since the last time we spoke, excuse me, was the health of Marvin Bagley, as uh, I noted at the start of this podcast, and you are all very aware of, uh, Marvin Bagley is out for the next four to six weeks. Uh, my man Marshall Harris had an opportunity to spend a couple of minutes with him. Uh, here is what MB3 had to say uh, about his injury and about being out for the next few weeks. What was your initial reaction when you got the results back? I was shocked. Uh, I was shocked, but I mean, at the same time, like, it could be a lot worse. Um, I mean, it's money out four to six. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm positive, man. I'm still still the same. You know, I got a workout in this morning. Um, I'm still going at it. So um, you know, it's just another day. Um, unfortunate, but can't control it. What's the, what's the hardest part for you? I mean, I, I hate not playing. Whenever I'm not out there playing and competing, and especially on open open at night. Uh, you know, that's that's always a tough thing, but like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, it was out of my control. A lot of, it didn't like I was. I didn't like I went and broke it myself. Uh, I can't control it, so I just got to do what I can. Uh, be ready when I get back. What's the biggest like reinforcement you've gotten, whether it's from family, friends, coaches, teammates, anybody? Uh, just stay positive, man. Uh, this uh, we just starting. It's better than it happened now. And in the middle of the season. <laughs> Um, like, like I said, man, there's nothing that I could do really to kind of take it back. So I got to do what I can moving forward to make sure that I come back better than I was uh, coming in to preseason. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it'll, it'll be a, a fun a little process to, to go through. Thanks again to Marshall Harris for that. Uh, he's relatively upbeat, right? Sounds like he's uh, he, he's got a good grasp of of what's going on didn't sound too down about it, which is, you know, I'm, I'm sure that he is, as you heard him say, just, you know, not being out there, uh, is a problem. Like not being out there stinks. Uh, but you know, he's got the, he's got the positive mindset and, and, and hopefully, uh, in four to six weeks, uh, he'll be ready to go. The question is where will the Sacramento Kings be, uh, in the next four to six weeks? Uh, if you had the opportunity to listen to our episode um, with James Ham recently, if you had the opportunity to listen to our conversation with James Ham, we spoke a little bit about Harry Giles, and 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 Hammer referred to to Harry as you know he's 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 kind of a he's he's a mystery. They've they've basically hid him from us uh, since media day. We haven't had the opportunity uh, to talk to him. Uh, I want you to have the opportunity. Uh, to hear from uh, Harry Giles in a minute, but first, De'Aaron Fox. Um, you know, we just got to figure out, you know, how to come out better in that third quarter. So. After the flagrant foul, I mean, how are you feeling right now? Uh, just a little bit sore in the hip, but I got tight hips anyway. So, uh, but I mean, we're we're working on it. Um, I'm getting this over with, so I'll go upstairs, get in the tub, just try to work it out. I mean, we we got a quick turnaround tomorrow, so. You know, it's all about the runs, but do you feel like sometimes there's runs in focus with this group? I do not understand that question. 
Do you think there's lulls, ups and downs and falls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I think, I mean, with the way the game goes, you know, there are times where we get up, you know, seven, eight points, and they bring it back to five, and then they get it down to two. And that's something that, you know, we, we feel like we have to work on. I mean, um, you know, in the third quarter, they went on a 10-0 run. We bring it back to one, but then they push it back. And uh, that's like, that's stuff that veteran teams do. That's something that we have to learn to do. Um, now, obviously, we feel like we can compete with anybody. We feel like we can beat anybody. But um, it's just those things. When, it, when you know it's a game of runs, you got to try to stop teams' runs. And um, I don't think we did that in the, in the first half. Obviously, we still gave ourselves a chance to win. Uh, but that's what they did in the second half. You know, we would bring it back, they would push it up. We would bring it back, they would push it up. And, um, I mean, that's something that we have to focus on. De'Aaron's been knocked around a lot these first two games, and that that's that's certainly something to, to be concerned about. The Kings were relatively uh, injury-free last year. Uh, we know that Buddy Heald uh, played 82 games. I know that uh, Marvin Bagley, I think, missed 20. Harry Giles missed some time at the end of the year. But for the most part, you know, when the season mattered the most, the Kings were relatively injury-free. Obviously, they're, they're dealing with this situation with Marvin Bagley now. Uh, we've seen De'Aaron get banged up here uh, the first two games, and then we've got this situation with Harry Giles. I mentioned that uh, Sean Cunningham, James Hamm, uh, and Marshall Harris all had uh, the opportunity to talk to him. Uh, and here's Harry Giles talking about you know where he's at now and where he's been. Right. Do you feel that you're behind in any way? Right. Uh, no, I don't feel like that because I've been around. You know, so I've been learning to play and stuff like that. Uh, still staying in shape, so I think just just me being in it, being around it, trying to just throw myself in there as much as I can, regardless if I'm playing or not, it, it's been keeping me in. So uh, you know, it's not my first time being here either. So you know, I know how to adapt. And fans have obviously seen you know what you've said on social media and right. stuff like that. And right. you said you were okay. I mean, right. it, it, how much do you try to put them at ease to put yourself right. at ease? I mean, I just just gonna tell the truth, man. You know what I'm saying? If I feel alright, you know, I just gotta take the right steps and make sure I'm alright. So. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, I'll be the good song. So is it, is it hard to see your name? Like you know, people speculate because right, right. It's tough. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I understand with my body and my history that I'm gonna go through it. It's gonna be some some negativity most of the time. So not uh, thrive about that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all good. I see it. So I mean, it's whatever. Easy for you to tune that stuff out when you see on social media. And everything. Yeah, I mean, it's just words. You know, see anybody tweeting. You can tweet whatever you want. You know, so we all go tweet whatever the hell we want. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a comment, just an uh, observation. If I start killing too much, then they can be like, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? So. I know how I go. It's all right. This staff is still a little, little brand new. Right. Getting to know you, even the right. training staff. Right. How, how is that kind of coming along? It's been good. You know, it's, it's all, a lot of new faces all around. And um, I mean, even with the game the other day, I mean, just we just got to learn each other still, you know. Uh, not to say that we should go be, be about 30, but still you got to be patient. You know what I'm saying? We got to just let, wait for it to just gel, and it's going to take some time, new faces, new teammates, and um, we're going to get it together. So uh, everything will be good. Is there something you can do to avoid this going forward, or is it just one of those things that happens? Avoid what? Uh, having a flare-up. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you say that. I mean, it just happens. I work hard, so if you work hard, you need my flare-up sometimes. So not like I got hurt or anything. So uh, there's Harry Giles talking about uh, where he's at, where he's been, where he's going. Uh, you could hear uh, the frustration in his voice a little bit. Um but again, it's 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 one of those situations where it doesn't sound super serious. I just Man, it would have been nice to have him out there tonight. Uh, but when it all boils down to it, Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum, that's a problem that the Sacramento Kings are going to run into uh, quite a bit. You know, De'Aaron Fox is on the verge of that big money deal. We saw what Buddy got paid. You know, 
you're going to have to start having, you want all-star money, you're going to have, well, I have to have all-star production. And these are those moments, these are those types of games when Dame Lillard is starting to take over, someone's got to shut him down defensively. And if there is no one there to shut him down defensively, there's got to be someone there who can match what he's doing offensively. And there aren't many guys in the league that can do that. So the Sacramento Kings, uh, after a 122-112 loss, are 0-2 on the season. They're going to take on the Utah Jazz on Saturday night in Utah. Uh, no post game uh, following that one. We will be back on Monday. Uh, we'll be back Monday immediately following the Sacramento Kings hosting the Denver Nuggets at the Golden One Center. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button. Never miss a single episode. They're going to be coming at you fast and furious now uh, that the season is finally here. So uh, subscribe. Uh, if you wouldn't mind rating the show, uh, typing up a little review, that would be fantastic as well. Share it with all your friends that are Kings fans. Share it with all your friends that are basketball fans. Uh, we're going to be pushing out a ton of Sacramento Kings content uh, all throughout this regular season. Thank you so much for tuning in. The Sacramento Kings fall to 0-2 after a loss at the Golden 1 Center. We'll see you on Monday following the game against the Denver Nuggets. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.